You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website builtforthestage.com or click the link in the description of this episode and you can work for seven days with your own Broadway fitness coach on an online app. So check it out. No catch, no gimmicks. Builtforthestage.com. If you like Built for the Stage podcast, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. It'd be greatly appreciated. All right, please enjoy this conversation. Oh boy, what a dramatic week that was. Please, okay. that's, that's what we're here for. Kinky Boots is over now, so I feel like I could just say it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like one of the most irritating weeks of my life. Um, but I, I did the Kinky Boots tour for about like a year and three months. Uh, I originated Harry on that tour, and I understudied Charlie Price. It was awesome, and I learned a lot of lessons. My first equity contract, actually. Um, and I, I was in Appleton, Wisconsin. I don't know if you've ever been to Appleton, Wisconsin. It's cute. I've been to Wisconsin, really? not Appleton. Yeah. Appleton's a pretty small town, but they have a beautiful performing arts center. Um, but otherwise, like, where we were, guys, could be brothers. That was, wow. yeah. That was crazy out there, <laughs> uh, Mike, battling the right. concrete jungle. If you're just listening on the podcast, wow. Maybe I go was... to Instagram TV to see that craziness. But anyways, we were, you were in the midst of a pretty hectic week on the Kinky Boots tour when... Yes. So we were in Appleton, Wisconsin. We were in a terrible hotel where the windows face the lobby. Like, go figure. But then again, it was like 40 bucks a night. Anyway, um, so I'm, I'm in Appleton, and I get the call from cast, Beautiful Casting that they want to see me for uh, a short-term replacement. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I've been so close to getting this. Like, it's maybe this is my time. Like, I have to go. Since I got so close the first time, I was like, I have to do this. But I was so stressed because I was the only Charlie Price cover in the building at the moment. Um, you know, when you're on tour in a small town like that, everyone's in the same hotel. You see each other all the time. So I was like, I, I literally, I can't ask for a personal day. I can't believe I'm telling this right now. I was like, I have to, I have to like sneak out of Appleton. <laughs> and 
run to New York, literally 24-hour trip to New York. And it's not cheap or easy to get out of Appleton because it's not like Milwaukee. It's not a direct flight situation. So like basically I had to miss like two days of work, you know, call out sick. I do not recommend this to anyone. Don't do it. It all ended up being fine. And, you know, $600 later on flights, it ended up being fine because I got it, which is great. Thank the Lord. Um, beautiful is right across the street right now. Hey guys, oh, miss you. Um, and yeah, that that was just I was just frustrated. That's myself a great story because I had taken a vacation the week mm. before. And I was like, I chose the wrong. But you booked it. I, I booked it. Everything's fine. If you I'm great. Book it. <laughs> book it. Then you uh, you still crying to this day? About uh, yeah, it. yeah. In your wallet as well. If I didn't book it, I would I would have stayed on the Kinky Boots store, and I might not even be where I am right now. So yeah. Yeah, worth it. That's what. Well the, worth it. That's how the dreams are made, right? That's right. You gotta take risks. This is a <laughs> this this is a fitness podcast, yeah. Instagram TV channel type deal. So there's a story about how Arnold Schwarzenegger was in like some type of military um, camp, like where he was training to yeah. be in the military without wanting to, in Austria or wherever he's from. He snuck out of the of the like military base. Went and competed in his first bodybuilding competition. Didn't have his own trunks. Borrowed another guy's. Oh. He, he wins the competition. Comes back. They obviously knew he was gone. And he's like put into some like, I don't know, disciplinary confinement thing at his military base. But uh, that was you. Sneaking was- out of kicky boots <laughs> to book Broadway. A little different. A little different. <laughs> but kind of the same. Less butch, you know. <laughs> Uh, you understudied in uh, Beautiful, right? Yeah. Did you ever go on? Oh, yeah. the It was crazy. Broadway debut. I was understudying the Tony nominee, Jared Spector, who's currently playing Sonny in Cher. Um, and he was so good. I'm, I'm obsessed with Jared Spector. I think he's incredible, incredible actor, singer. Um, and that was like the biggest master class for me in that show I, I got so lucky with beautiful because it's it's really like a play with music and which is like so my vibe very different from aladdin um but that was it was awesome understanding someone who were i i didn't have to do anything extra like i did not have to do homework i just needed to know my lines and i was like this guy has all the laughs down his timing's amazing i just have to do what he does as best as i can sometimes like if it's as an understudy, if it if it's good, don't don't try to mess with it. Yeah. Obviously, like you're gonna do it, it's gonna be different. Yeah. Um, because you're a different yeah, person. You, are, you, are. you know. Um, but if that actor playing it every night has nailed it, I was and he nailed it, and I learned so so much from him. It was also a very vocally challenging um, role. He had like two songs that just really like grew my rock tenor voice cool. and now I love singing that stuff you had a moment of that in Aladdin where you yeah. had a little rocky with yeah. uh, Jafar right yeah a little rocky run uh-huh. screlty moment screlty yeah <laughs> for sure um, how's it been going from the tour life of Aladdin to Broadway how, you know how tell us a little bit about that that's that's been really uh, really different um, touring is just such a different beast. I mean, I think like total, not back to back, but basically like three years of touring 
for me in my early to mid to late 20s. Um, and it was like, it, it gets to be a lot. Um, you don't have a home base. Um, I, I wasn't the happiest person traveling, getting up and moving somewhere all the time. Some people love it, and, but it's definitely not for everybody. Um, but I definitely knew I, I had to be there. I had to do it because, again, it totally paid off. But uh, I, New York City is my home. It's a really hard city, but I, I love that my family's near. I love that my friends are near. Uh, and I work on Broadway, like in Times Square. Like, what? Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. I, I love the tour so much, and I love my family out there. Um, but I'm, I'm thrilled to be doing it on Broadway now. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, every show seems to be a party. I obviously only saw it once. Yeah. But I can't expect nothing less than the audiences to be thrilled as they are every time. Like, this obviously that makes it a lot easier to show up every day when they're just loving it like that. Oh, or yeah. No? Today was like a really great audience. Oh, okay. You guys are awesome. You know, I felt like I led that, you know. Did you? I, <laughs> Thank you. I was first to clap, first to woot. Good, good. Um, I told a lot of kids to shut up, stop talking. Perfect. That's um, necessary at Aladdin. Yeah, I only hit one, and <laughs> that, it, it, I think that's why maybe the audience was so good today. Right, perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you know, anytime you want me to come back, just let me know. Th- th- I appreciate that. I think um, I can get in the playbill, like, lead I think audience you- member. I think you. I think you could be in it. Oh, nice! I don't know. Yes. I think you could. Um, how about the creative process? That speak of being in it and people making decisions on that. There was like you, you've seen Toy Story, right? Yeah. Toy Story is kind of like famous for <clears throat> creating all of these like little bit moments that are like, oh my, how creative is that? Like yeah. Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story Three, they're breaking out of like a, a bathroom, and before he jumps on the toilet, he puts the TP toilet paper on top of the seat to get I don't know it just popped in my head yeah. I'm thinking of the guy like dancing with the turkey and then he pulls out the arms yes, and, yes, like yes. all those little, those little details, amazing yeah how was that working uh, on it before actually getting on stage you know the, those like that that moment I'm not really sure like like whose idea like was that Casey Nichols idea was that uh, Brian Gonzalez who played Babcack in that moment yeah like was that his idea I'm not sure of those moments specifically but for me like what was awesome about the creative team when I began the tour was they really, really let us try things and experiment and, you know, was pa- they were very patient and, and let us, really let us, like, blossom and grow without being jerks. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, I... The rehearsal process for the Aladdin tour was four weeks in Chicago and then about two weeks of tech. And I remember, because uh, Casey was, like, putting up uh, Mean Girls at the time and just, like, he's always got so much going on. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. So he didn't come out to, like, the associates really put up the tour. So he came out probably on week four. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, crapping my pants that, like, I have a, a principal role in a major Disney musical. Mm-hmm. First of all, so like I am so self-conscious, like I'm so nervous. And I'm like, I don't know if this is good or not. Also, working within a trio is really hard because there's a lot of timing with the comedy and the physical comedy and figuring what our dynamic was. Yeah. Um, and Casey kind of came and watched a few run-throughs of the show, and he, 
God, he was so nice to me about it. He didn't have to be, but he kind of pulled me aside. He was like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not there yet. And here I am, it's week four of rehearsal. We're about to go into tech, and I just, like, wanted to. He was nice about it, absolutely nice about it, but I was just, like, so down and hard on myself. But, you know, that's, it's part of the process, and everyone has a different process. And, hey, maybe it took me a little longer to grow into Kasim, this role, but they must like me now, because here I am on Broadway playing the role. Yeah. Permanent replacement, so I'm, I'm happy. I hope they're happy. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge lesson on, like, being, yeah. being okay with, one, critiques. Right. Two, knowing uh, maybe you're not there yet, like he right. said. But having the realization of, I am where I am. Right. But that doesn't mean that's where I'm going to stay. Right. And I'm going to do what it takes to keep moving forward. You're good at that. And that's what you do. And the workouts and stuff. You're very encouraging. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I try. I, I try to be. I try. Yeah. Like, I, I probably bring that up because that's so ingrained in me. Because right. I know that, you know, in, in my profession, working with my clients, and especially those of you that are on stage, it's tough to sit in where you're at. And I don't mean sit by being complacent and staying there, but settling into knowing that I have to be okay with where I'm at. Yeah. Because if I am not and do not accept it, I'll never leave this place or go forward. I'm just yeah. going to keep going back because I'm so, you know, consumed with where I'm at now as right. opposed to where I'm going. Absolutely. Um, but Amen. that's uh, that's amazing. You kill it up there. You crush Thank it. You. I, I feel like you have that extra inch in a performer. And what I mean by that is like you're not uh, processing while you're doing it. You're just doing it. You're, oh, sweet. you're being. That's um, awesome to and, hear. Thanks. And I don't know if it was because I knew you. I kept asking myself, am I looking at him a lot because I know him or is it because he truly <laughs> is standing out for just having that extra inch of that like sparkle in the eye performer? Thanks, um, man. Is there anything that you try to like tell yourself in, in process of rehearsing or while you're on stage to just really be in that moment? I, d I do. I mean, part of the one of the really challenging parts of doing a show eight times a week, like my contract on tour was for a year and this contract is for a year. So I'm here at least till 2020. Um, the hard part about that is is keeping it fresh. And th there was a point on tour where I was just like, oh my God, do I know my lines? <laughs> I was like, do I know my lines? And, you know, we call it the, the white room. Mm -hmm. When you just kind of blank. And mm -hmm. it it happens. And then you, like, start. Did, 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 oh, oh tell, us, tell us. Tell oh, us. for sure. Tell us. I... This is not much to tell. It's just you're in the middle of the line and you're trying to go to your next line and you just kind of like look at your scene partner as like a deer in headlights. Yeah. And I literally, when that and happened then, to me the how, first how time. How they save you? Like what happened? <laughs> give, me, give me the deets. I, give it to us. I looked, I had, uh, I was, my line was like, oh, okay. So my line is, okay, okay. Enough with the guilt trip. You're right. We got to do something. And so I go, I wasn't, I was totally fine that day, but I just said my line. I was like, okay, okay. Enough with the guilt trip. <gasps> And I looked over at my the other two guys and wide-eyed and I just I literally shrugged. I put up my hands and I was like That's it. Just to give you the sign, like I got nothing. That's all I got. And luckily, um Philippe Arroyo who played Omar. Oh Philippe. Yeah, you know Yeah, he's, he's our, one of your yeah, clients. Yeah. Stage fam. Philippe Arroyo. 
save the day. Let me just step in here real quick. Yeah, and he was like, what are we going to do, storm the palace? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's what we're going right. to do. I was like, yes! <laughs> awesome. Uh, I was like, thank, thank God for that. But yeah, with, I mean, tonight, uh, tonight, every day in this contract now, I just, I'm trying to dedicate as much attention and focus in my work as I do in just in life in general because I, I owe it to myself, I owe it to the audiences, I owe it to my employers. I it's just that that has really helped me um, you know, on the second year of doing this role of at least four hundred more performances. You know, Disney Disney is iconic, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's you know, the Nike of entertainment or whatever. Right, right. But I, I like to ask my Disney guest this. There we go. About growing up as a kid, uh-huh. having the bubble VHS Disney tapes. Got it, got it. Being obsessed with Aladdin or whatever you're yeah. obsessed with. And now you're an adult and you're in Aladdin on Broadway. It's weird. And people from all over the world are seeing you every yeah. day in yeah. this show. Wow. So does that ever like... <laughs> Like sink into it you did now. You, there you go. <laughs> no, no, it um, yeah, no. it for sure did. I have a little more freedom though with Kasim and this trio because we are um, we're kind of new. We're we're not new. Um, the trio concept was an original concept for the movie that they actually scrapped to put Abu in. So it's kind of awesome that the uh, writers kind of brought that back to the musical. Yeah, that original concept. But we kind of have, like, creative license because no one's attached to, uh, you know, like uh, Ainsley Mellon, who plays Aladdin right now. He's got the pressure because how many, like, little boys and girls were, like, obsessed with that character? Mm -hmm. So, like, if he's not that, that's, like, a little more pressure. So I'm a little bit off the hook with um, Kasim, and it's, like, really fun to create. It didn't originate the role, but it's fun to create this new guy character. Yeah. So in this show with Aladdin, he the, one of the themes is that he's trying to be someone he's not. He's trying to impress uh, Jasmine after he's already really won her, and he's thinking, like, it's not good enough. Right. But in reality, it was, and he needed to go back to being who he was. And I feel like actors often do that, where they're stepping into an audition room or they're stepping onto a stage where they've already gotten the role, and they're trying to be someone that they're actually not to please whomever, when right. really they just need to be true to themselves. Have you ever had that situation come up or... Yeah, I have, I have to it. remind myself, like, especially when the creatives come back to watch the show or give notes or whatever, I, I sometimes get so in my head I'm like, oh, what do they want to see from me? And that, that's not the case. I just need to kind of remind myself that I just need to, like, do my show and just literally be myself. I got the job, you know? So I, I just kind of, like, have to be myself. Mm. But also just, like, a tangent off of that is everyone's it takes a while to realize that like it's a journey to find out who you are actually you know so don't get down on yourself if you are in a situation where you bomb an audition for for that reason you know you're trying to be a a people pleaser um it's just such a process for me i i had like about six years of the grind the struggle and who knows it it might happen tomorrow you know this business is unpredictable um But I had, like, so many non-union contracts where I got paid, like, 100 bucks a week. 
you know, which is fine. But I was okay with that process. I, I think if I got offered Aladdin straight out of school, I, I would have messed up so bad. I made so many mistakes. Um, and it just took a while for me to grow into the man I am today. Um, and also feel confident. Because, like, this role of Kasim, he, he is he is cocky. He is confident. And I, I think Mike, five years ago, maybe could not have... <laughs> have done that you know um but it's it takes a while so i just my advice for people is like don't be so hard on yourself if you're like who am i <laughs> because i'm i'm still asking myself that some days you know but this show has been a beautiful and this role has been a beautiful lesson in just like living in something and just oh my god everyone please just have fun holy crap please have fun <laughs> And like, what's that saying? Dance like no one's watching. Yeah, yeah. You know that that yeah. cute little saying. Yeah. Um, it's it's really true because someone you're not gonna please everybody, but someone will see that sparkle. Yeah. In the show, you play Aladdin's right hand man, or one of them. We've been kind of talking about that. Yeah. Usually, along this career journey of acting, it takes a village, right? That's kind of like a, yeah. a common uh, phrase. It takes a village. Who have been some right-hand men or women in your journey? Ooh. No pressure. One, two, just something that pops in your head. And uh, how have they kind of like had part in getting you to where you are right now? Um, uh, obviously, my parents. Of course, they were like, you sure you want to do that? <laughs> um, but the whole time, they were, they knew nothing about it. They were like, okay, do it. Great. Awesome. Uh, so they they were supportive, they are supportive, and they have been amazing. But um, I had one teacher, my voice teacher in college, his name is Peter Van Derk. Um, he was uh, an opera singer, like all over the world. And he, uh, he is an amazing man. He, he kind of, like, told me that, like, I was his, like, investment. And even after college, he just believed in me so hard. And which is, like, awesome. He also helped me out with, like, life things. Um, and just a good, genuine, very good man. And he invested time. After college, when I didn't have much money, he... He was like, hey, walk my dog and I will, I'll give you like a half hour lesson here or there. And that, that is, that was so kind. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he, he really invested his time and, and patience and we, we made some like vocal magic and he really helped me build the confidence um, to be the person I am today. And it, it's been a very, very long long journey but i've known him like oh man i think i've known him like 12 years now which is crazy but he's still there he's still my voice teacher he's my voice coach he's my mentor um he's he's a friend yeah that was dog walking for voice lessons <laughs> yeah it's good it's awesome <laughs> And that'll do it with Mike Longo. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you did, don't forget, rate, subscribe, leave a comment. would be greatly appreciated. If you want to try a free trial, DM me on Instagram at Built for the Stage or go to the website builtforthestage.com. 
All right, until next time, it's me, Roscoe, signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.